so we are now kicking off our second episode and this week we're looking at the topic of digital versus physical and we're going to have a little look at how the COVID-19 situation is affecting the comic book industry um, and what that could mean for the future and should it mean a massive change for the future and um, also today though we are going to be talking a little bit about some comic book news and we also have an amazing giveaway for someone in stream today and um, from our amazing sponsors who I'm going to throw into the chat so Gamer Green Coffee, you'll see them right above us um, are actually doing a giveaway for someone in stream today are going to be getting a free bag of Gamer Green Coffee um, absolutely free, no shipping charge if you're in the USA so stick around if you want that and we will also be announcing the first episode of Cosmic and the Cross um, specially requested by everyone in chat and basically an opportunity to get Nitro to actually watch some sci-fi stuff because right, I've right. apparently seen nothing um, <laughs> touche, touche to the, to the, to the distaste <laughs> of most of our community um, so yeah, so let's jump straight into some news then and we'll kick off there nice and simple and where did I put my list of stuff okay, so there are a few things I think definitely need to be discussed in news this week um, the first one I want to bring up is 100% the fact that the MCU Phase 4 have basically pushed back everything that was coming to the cinema everything yeah. has been moved back yeah, but like um, six months <laughs> yeah, like Black Widow was already I think Black Widow was already meant to be out if I'm right it was meant to mm -hmm. be dropped already yeah, yeah. That, yeah, well I think either it was in April or May yeah, it was like April yeah, yeah. something it's I close. believe it was, yeah, it, was like it was meant to be coming out and um, so that has been pushed back, and that will be the only MCU movie. Mm -hmm. The official release date for that now is November six. Um, you know, just in time for the the holidays, and everything else was getting pushed back. So like the Eternals is coming out on February twelfth next year. Mm -hmm. Shang Chi won't be out until May seventh. Doctor Strange will be November fifth that um, next year, twenty twenty one. Mm -hmm. and then we won't get Thor Love and Thunder until February 2022, Black Panther yeah. May 2022 and Captain Marvel July 2022 yeah I mean within a year time frame you're looking at four Marvel movies which is pretty sweet I mean I know we're going to have to get it pushed uh, to November for the first one but that's still cool Yeah, four movies within a year and I, I understand them 100% pushing this stuff yeah. back. You know, I know a lot of people are kind of like, hey, we'll just release the movie straight to streaming services and all that stuff, and or we'll release it to buy or rent or whatever early. I understand Marvel pushing this back, like the MCU pushing these back, because like these are freaking money makers. Yeah, yeah. You know, these coming out to, um, to the cinema are money makers for Marvel. Um, so what do we think then? What do we think about the Marvel movies being pushed back? Do we think this is good, bad? What do we think it'll affect anything? So I think it makes sense, right? Because I think uh, I think theaters are going to get hit super hard by this COVID thing. Oh, yeah. um, I have a feeling a lot of them, a lot of the smaller ones, are just going to go out of business. Uh, I think the way that we approach movies moving forward is going to change drastically, mm -hmm. as noted by all the stuff that's dropped to streaming and just surpassed the theater all you know in general. Oh yeah. Um, I think the transition from, you know, moving forward into the future, I think the transition from theater to home release is going to be a much shorter window. At least. If that's the only thing that changes, I think that will change. Um, 
yeah, well, I don't that, know. Bring, that brings up an interesting point, though. Like, if this does change the way that we do movie-going experiences, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many streaming services out there now. There's so many that are going on. Yeah. Do is it going to go back? Like, do we think it's going to return back to the way it was normal, or is are we going to see a shift in how movies even function? I don't know, man. That's a good question. I mean, I grew up like I grew up with a single mom, and our favorite thing to do was go to the movies. So, like, the movies, like actually going to the movies, is a very special thing for me. It's like a sacred, <laughs> it's like a sacred thing for me. So, um, I really hope it doesn't change like too dramatically because I, I really love that the whole. I like the whole thing, like going to the popcorn, getting the popcorn, getting the drinks, and sitting down and not having anybody to talk to, and just focusing for two hours on what's in front of me. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a thing. Like we used to go to the cinema all the time now. But like when we were kids, you know, like all those many, many years ago, um, <laughs> you didn't have like the stuff that we've got today. You didn't have like streaming services. Like you know, like everybody's got a streaming service now. Like yeah, Netflix and chill has literally became a saying of this generation. <laughs> it's like it's it's just yeah, a yeah. common knowledge that everybody has Netflix. You know, and Disney Plus just came out. HBO Max is about to drop. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think the the theater experience is going to change. I, like I said, I think some smaller theaters might go out of business, but I I think there's still going to be theaters, and I think that that whole thing is is still going to be a thing. I think going to the theaters, going to the movies, or whatever is still going to be a thing. But I think what will change is the distribution model for the movies mm-hmm. once they're done with the theatrical run. I think they will be released to streaming at a premium, obviously, uh, but I think they'll be released to streaming a lot faster. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I could, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Because they've proven they've proven within the last month that there's an appetite for it. Like, I just paid twenty dollars for for Bloodshot the other night. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So there's an app. There's definitely an appetite for it. Yeah. So we've got some. Um... Oh, thank you, brother Burry, saying that our audio and visual was solid. And hey, ah, it's good to see you. Thank you for joining, man. And um, says instead of bringing the Eternals, Marvel should have focused on fixing the Inhumans. I 100% agree with that and but also disagree at the same time like I, I love the Inhumans as characters like if they focus just on the royal family like Black Bolt's one of my favourite Marvel characters I think he's an amazing getting someone to portray a guy who literally cannot speak or he'll destroy yeah. anything like with a whisper is just such an intriguing character yeah at the same time they have destroyed them with that horrendous like series that they made that was the mm-hmm. first marvel property since the mcu launched that i have not watched all the way through yeah I, I, i've watched agents of shield through the bad seasons i have watched yeah. i watched all of iron fist oh my gosh a, which Bless was a slog soul. in itself i could not finish the inhumans it was so bad yes so i didn't know anything about the inhumans when they made that show and i watched like half an episode and i was like i'm good <laughs> But then, like, because I didn't know anything about the characters. Uh, and then I started reading Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers and the Infinity series, um, that limited, like, six-issue six run. And I learned more about him. Um, and Black Bolt's a beast, man. Oh, Black, Black Bolt's a beast. Black Bolt's amazing. They're all phenomenal. Like, even, like, yeah. um... Oh, what's his face? I forgot his name now. I literally forgot his name. Karnak. And, like... He, he literally doesn't have an inhuman ability that's been unlocked, but he, he just has such a trained ability to see mm-hmm. the weakness in everything. So, like, seeing him, like, doing his fighting style should be phenomenal because he can, like, see out everything. He'd done it as, like, the sort of precognition stuff, and it was, like... Yeah. 
no that's not really and how do you screw up maximus the mad the issue with the inhuman series the way they screwed that up i literally heard another um youtuber talking about it and he hit the nail on the head if we hadn't been told that like black bolt medusa and the rest of the royal family were the were meant to be the heroes and you watch that show 100 percent maximus would be the hero oh yeah yeah i see what you're saying because he's a guy that's trying to raise up the underlings the people who are being treated as slave trying to overthrow this royal family who's treating the pressing people like this and we're getting met with this world and then getting told cheer for the oppressors yeah and it's like even in the comics they moved away from that stuff because they knew yeah we can't really pitch that and sell mm -hmm. that properly if we intend to sell them as heroes that doesn't work yeah I, I think another aspect of just I think there's an aspect of when when people make comic book movies or um, you know stuff based off comic books I think uh, sometimes there's a lack of respect I guess is like for lack of a better word for the source material so they want to you know they want to establish it but then get as far away from the source material as possible I'm trying to think of an example um, well the, the thing I'm thinking of right now is like at least from what I watched from Inhumans, is they had them established in their... Um, I forgot where they lived. It's on the moon, right? Uh, they do in the comics. I don't think they, they weren't in the show. Or were they? Uh -huh. I don't even remember now. Well, um, like, they have them... They have Atalan. Them the name of the city is Atalan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Live in. And it's like, at one point it was on the moon. At one point it was floating uh -huh. above the cities. It, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, can't, I literally cannot even remember where they were. <laughs> show if it was on the moon yeah. or not. I, I mean, they, had, remember. they basically had them established on their in their spot wherever that wherever that was and then they immediately they put them in like plain clothes and put them on earth oh, like yeah. they were no, just no, trying no. to get as far away from it as possible even, even as quick worse, as possible even worse within the first episode they had lost their powers yeah Karnak like, I get hit his head and had a concussion and couldn't use his yeah and um, triton was killed off uh gorgon was walking around with normal legs Mm -hmm. Black Bull can't speak anyway unless he destroys stuff. Maximus yeah. was said that he didn't have powers. Medusa had her head shaved in the first episode, so her hair was gone. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. it's like, what happened to all the powers? And like, see when Agents of Shield does in humans better than in humans does in humans. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it, not to mention the CGI. It was just awful. So it was like it was worse than the flirting in Captain Marvel. I'm just gonna oh. straight up. Yeah, it's like, it, it was bad, and I went. So I, so yeah, back to the point with it though. Is yep. like, I I see why they're going with the Eternals. Mm -hmm. It's like because I think as well on top of that they're trying to expand their their intergalactic world, their cosmic world, mm -hmm. and we're seeing that with Thor now, with him going back into space. We're seeing that we've got Guardians of the Galaxy three coming out. Where yeah, I think they're looking to expand that world. At the same time, like even though the Inhumans are part of that, it's like the yeah. Inhumans property is dead. Yeah, you, you're not going to see that. Even though like the, we're looking to bring in the Fantastic Four and they were introduced in the Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. They, yeah, they I'm have, really. They have killed that property unless they basically shun the Inhumans show completely and restart from scratch with the Inhumans. They're not even going yeah. to mention them. I'm really, um, I'm really interested in seeing the Eternals. I don't know a whole lot about them. Actually, I don't know anything about them, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, Medusa's hair, having it shaved, was disrespectful. Well, I the agree. thing was, they were actually 
that's the one thing with that. I understand why they did that because they were trying to copy a comic book story where that happens to Medusa mm. and Maximus does it to her. So I totally get that. Like, fantastic. You read the source material. The problem is Medusa had been established for decades at that point when she lost her hair. Not the first time we meet her. Yeah. Literally within the first episode they did it. I'm like, you want to do that as a story? Fair enough. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. But not the first episode. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah. I mean, they kind of did the same thing with Thor. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm trying, I was trying to think of examples and I, I could think of Thor, but I think they, obviously, I think they did it better. Like, they took all his powers away, like, right at the beginning of the movie. And he was the whole fish out of water thing, which has been done so many different times. But I think they did it decent. Yeah, they did it okay. But then again, when you think of Thor, like, you're, again, you're talking like 2011. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're that wouldn't fly like, right you're now. like nine years ago. Yeah. You know, it's like we were still in that first phase of Marvel, and I kind of like anything that was in like phase one of Marvel, I kind of give them a bit of a pass on because like superhero movies at that stage didn't have to do much. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the type of stuff that they got away with back then probably wouldn't fly today. Oh, no, no. Because back then a superhero movie was a genre thing. So far, mm-hmm. Marvel has proved now like if you do a superhero thing, you can do it, but. Is it like Guardians of the Galaxy? Is it a space opera? Is it like Captain America Winter Soldier where it's like a spy epic? Is it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's other stuff to it. Like, superhero is not a genre. It's a genre unto itself now. You can't just say, oh, it's a superhero movie. I'm like, yeah, well, th- what kind of superhero movie is it? I think when you get directors that, like, love the source material, but that is just, that's a filter with which they put on the movie that they want to make. Yeah. But because they are respectful to the source material, that comes through like very clearly. You know, perfect example: Winter Soldier. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, like that was a thriller, like a political thriller. Yeah. But you could see how much that they respected those characters, and they that was the best. In my opinion, in my opinion, that was the best Captain Marvel or Captain America movie. Yeah. One of the best, actually, um, Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, opinion. one of the best Marvel movies ever. Like, Winter Soldier's still up there. I, I could still sit and watch that quite happily with no issues. Like, it's a phenomenal movie. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think when it comes to adapting source material, though, I think... I think there's a fine line between adaptation where it's like you have to show that you respect it enough and you respect the fans enough. Because they're never going to be able to adapt stuff properly. Look at, like, Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's the example I always use. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's nothing like the comic book, but in the world that they set up in the Marvel, like the MCU, it was mm-hmm. never going to be. They yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that. It didn't make yeah. sense. Also, like, oh, we're going to reveal all the superheroes' identities. None of them have secret identities in the MCU mm-hmm. at that point. Everyone knows who they are. Yeah. It's like, so you can't really do that. And it's like, it's a totally different version of the world. Yeah, because you had the big moment where Spider Man pulled off his mask in the comics. But like, even in in the MCU, like even though his identity is secret, I feel like people figure out who he is like within five minutes. <laughs> so oh, yeah. It's not that it's big like, of a deal. But that's the thing. Even if they did, like, well, he's going to reveal his mask. Like, well, you can't do that because that was the first time he showed up in the MCU. Yeah. It was in Civil War. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you have to have a respect for it. But yeah. Um. But yeah, so moving on with some of our topics then, because yeah, so the Marvel movies have been pushed back. The only interesting thing about it, I think, like we saw that there was a chance this was going to happen. We all kind of figured, yeah, was are they going to push back the release dates of the Disney Plus shows? 
Oh yeah, because they because stopped production the, on them, right? Because some of those are meant to tie into the movies. Like Doctor Strange Two is meant to tie into One Division and Loki. Mm. They're meant to tie into stuff. Um, I think like Captain Marvel Two is meant to tie in because the little girl that grows up um, from Captain Marvel One is meant to be in One Division at some point. I think was. Oh the, yeah. The yep. rumor. So it's like, are they going to like postpone these and push them back? Like because like Falcon Winter Soldier is pretty much filmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it done? I think it's. I never. I thought they put on, uh, put like hold on the production. Did they put it on hold? I thought they got that one finished. Maybe they did. Okay. They were still finishing. I thought they'd finished that, and then the others had been put on hold for now. Uh, but, like, okay, is that it. is that going to stop it? Are we dead? Are we done? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, it would make sense if they're tying in, like, in a, at least in a, a minimally chronological, chronological, you know, fashion or whatever, that they would postpone those as well. Yeah. But yeah. Alright, so next topic I wanted to touch on. Let me just have a look at my list. Um, so quite a shout out to just a independent comic that's now getting a, a TV show with Snowpiercer. Mm. Some of you may remember this was actually a movie back in 2013. Such a good movie. Um, that actually starred Chris Evans following off talking about the MCU. It was a really good movie. I've never Save. read. The, I've never read the comic. Um, it's based on a French comic, and mm-hmm. um, which I have seen on shelves, but I've never actually read it myself. I do kind of want to check it out. Um, but basically, it's being rebooted as a TV show. Nice. And um, the trailer dropped. You can get that on YouTube. Uh, it looks. It looks okay. Look, it yeah. looks. It looks different. I'm kind of. I'm intrigued enough to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go too in depth into it in case you haven't seen it and if you want to check it out and if if you don't want to check out the show check out the movie. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's it's a, like a, a new ice age apocalypse. The whole world is like covered in ice. Yeah, nothing can survive on it. Yeah, and, and there's like a class system in the movie. There's um, a class system, and they're all in this, this train. They're all in this one train. That is constantly traveling, constantly going around the globe, and there's a class system. You have all the higher ups and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff who are living up near the front of the train, who are living in the, you know, in such lavish lifestyle, and then you've got all the common workers living down at the back of the train that are basically fighting for scraps and all that. And it yeah, I mean, big you got some pretty, train. pretty big names in the movie too. Like you have obviously Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, John Hurt, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like there, there's some fairly good like casting in this. I mean, it's formal mm-hmm. casting for the movie, so yeah, definitely check out the movie. I would recommend that. Um, Same dude who directed uh, Parasite, the 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 movie that just won the Oscar. Oh, was it? Was Bong, it him that directed yeah, it? Ooh. it Bong Bong Joon Ho, I think is his name. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's like it's it's worth checking out. It is absolutely worth checking out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm going to check out the TV show probably just because like it's I like the concept of Snowpiercer, and I'm willing to see what they do with it. Obviously, you're turning it into a TV show; it's like they're going to have to adapt and change stuff. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot more that they could have explored in the movie, which I, I, might be a good uh, might be a good opportunity for the show. So, so I'm in, I'm intrigued to see where they go with that. Um, yeah. So nothing much more to say in that. It drops on TNT, and um, May seventeenth. Cool. Um, but yeah, I literally, I, I'll i be honest, I had no idea this was coming out until I seen the trailer drop, so that's why I'm just doing a brief mention of it. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I wanted to mention, uh, so we're all fans of The Mandalorian, TV show on Disney+. Plus. 
Um, if you have not watched it yet, what are you doing? Go watch it. After we finish watching us, go watch The Mandalorian. Uh, the dude. So my wife and I have just started season four of This Is Us. So I haven't finished The Mandalorian, um, but I think I'm, I got like two episodes left. No, Full transparency. Not, not, surpri- not surprised. Not, not surprised. <laughs> I gotta watch, you know. I gotta watch Firefly and, and all that stuff. We'll, first. we'll get we'll get Nitro into sci-fi stuff eventually. <laughs> I promise. He's seen the Star Wars movies. He tells me anyway. So yes, um, so even the abysmal prequels for Mandalorian. Um, two massive casting announcements for it. Two pretty big stars as well. First of all was um, Michael Bean. Um, I'm not sure the exact role he's playing, but he uh, Michael Bean obviously done a ton of movies in the sci-fi world best known as um, being from the Terminator and mm-hmm. um, being Kyle Reese um, so he's going to be in it and then also uh, Rosario Dawson most recently from the Marvel Netflix shows has been cast as okay full disclosure for me as well I have not seen any of the Clone Wars shows how dare you how dare you <laughs> did you even know there was a Clone Wars show just you know what? just saying what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have not seen it. I know it's on Disney Plus. I will probably get to it, especially to kind of catch up on this character. But fan favorite character, Ahsoka Tano, is apparently who Rosario Dawson has been cast to play. Um, I believe she was an apprentice to Anakin in Clone Wars. It's better than the Star Wars trilogy. One hundred percent adds. Like I, I would. I, I fell in love with that show so badly. I loved The Mandalorian. I, I yeah, it's really know. good. Um, I would quite happily sit and watch that. Like that's that's the legacy of Star Wars we need right I, now. Like I, I feel like it has a really good production. Like I don't, I don't I know how to explain it. I felt the same way about Rogue One. Like I really really like Rogue One. It's probably one of my favorite Star Wars films, um, top two at least. But I feel like Mandalorian is in the same vain i feel like they take it very seriously the way that they actually make the 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 show and it just looks really good yeah i feel i feel like it's done really well like they went in knowing what they were going to do with the show they Mm -hmm. went in knowing what it was meant to be and how to pace it and and also it's john favreau that's doing it the guy he can do no wrong at this point practically pretty much anything he touches is gold freaking beast and um, yeah. so i'm like he he him doing it like if he wants to keep making the mandalorian until he's done then i i'm on that ride with him at this point yeah for real and um, but yeah so apparently like she's going to be appearing as this character asona ahsoka tano see I, that's how much i've not watched the show i'm not even totally <laughs> sure how to pronounce it i'm probably butchering that um but apparently like her actually wraps into the whole to a theory that I pulled up and read it. I'm just I'm not gonna go into the whole theory. Um I, apparently it was a theory on Reddit regarding Grand Moff Tarkin, who was the big bad for the end of Mandalorian. We saw him in the last couple of episodes, um, and they're pushing him to be the one that's gonna be the big bad for the Mandalorian season two. He's the one that's been pushing everyone to go after the child. Mm. He he wants this baby for some reason. We don't know how he even knows about it, what the real reason behind it is. Um, but basically the theory goes um, here I'm reading this off the notes I've got on it it says prior to the downfall of Galactic Empire Gideon was an operative of the Imperial Security Bureau covert intelligence secret police of the Empire um, played part in the Great Purge which generally wiped out the Mandalorian tribe so that's hopefully going to be a factor going into the next season as well um, 
Following events of Return of the Jedi, Moff Gideon became a warlord who's leading his own Imperial remnant. Dating back to the first Star Wars movie in 1977, the term Moff was referred to a high-ranking Imperial official who serves as a governor in a specific sect of the Empire. Most famous Moff in Star Wars was Grand Moff Tarkin. Hmm. Um, and let me see, fan theory for it. Um, that he's clearly presents himself akin to the legendary Sith Darth Vader. While most moths like Grand Moff Tarkin wear a traditional officer uniform, Gideon wears a distinctive armor chest piece, long flowing cape like Vader. Gideon mm-hmm. murders his own men, she was a disturbing temper, in addition to wielding similar armor and using a TIE fighter, which we do see him land in, in the last episodes. Um, in addition to wielding similar armor and using TIE fighters, Gideon is also seen wielding a dark saber. And the final shots of the first season of The Mandalorian. The ancient lightsaber with a black blade, the darksaber was forged by the first Mandalorian Jedi, Tar Vizsla. And while it appears of Moff, Gideon is trying to emulate Darth Vader's image. One thing Moff Gideon cannot copy is Vader's force sensitivity. And this may be the reason why Moff Gideon wants um, to capture uh, the child and experiment on him. So basically, the the theory goes that him being the big bad are the good shows definitely need to check them out then honestly I hear everybody talking about Rebels and about Clone Wars but I've just never gotten to watch them yeah I haven't either um, but yeah so that's a theory apparently going into the next season that's why he wants the child because he's basically trying to roll with an iron fist in the, the vein of Darth Vader which makes sense if you're part of the Imperial you know Imperial forces you're part of the Empire mm-hmm. Darth Vader was like the man who ruled it with an iron fist. Yeah, uh, you want to copy that, want to emulate that, but you don't have force sensitivity. So you find a child who's got that force sensitivity, experiment on them, and find out how you do it. That makes sense. This is making me hype to watch the last couple episodes, though. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> good. The only, the only man in existence that started watching the Mandalorian went, "Ah, sorry, right, I'll get to it later." <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So you don't understand, like. My wife wants to watch it, but then we sat down and she's not a huge fan. But then we started watching other stuff. So I'm blaming it on my wife. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's, that's okay. You know, it's, joy, it's not like Joy watches the show or anything. That's the type of man I am. <laughs> not like she watches the show. I'm going to blame it on the wife. That's the reason you've not. Yeah, absolutely. That. We blame, we're blaming that on the rest of all the sci fi stuff as well. Yes, exactly. Oh, nice. So it fills in blanks between episodes two and three. Sweet. Yeah. I, oh, sweet. I, I've heard everybody talking about how great the show is. I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, I was going to ask. That, now that they're all on Disney Plus. Yeah. I'll, I've got access to probably go back and watch them all now. So basically, you would watch you would watch the first two episodes, and then you watch, you would watch Clone Wars, and then Rebels, and then episode three, and then you go from A New Hope on, I would assume. Actually, obviously, no, no, no. You go from Rogue One, and then A New Hope. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, so I definitely need to go back and watch these. Um, but the force sensitivity of the child is also apparently like I heard a theory of that's where Ahsoka Tano comes into this, um, mm-hmm. that she's going to be the one that appears and starts teaching the child, mm-hmm. and becomes like the child's mentor in the force, which would make sense of like why she shows up at all because you're like we're going to include her and it's like well why, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's like a, she's a fan favorite character. The fact they're doing it's cool, but like she doesn't, a Jedi doesn't seem like it fits in this world. Yeah. Like even with the kid, the child being force sensitive. I know a lot of people are all about that character. Um, 
Yeah, people are nuts about it. Like, I've never seen the show, so like, I don't know why she's such a fan favorite. I'm sure I will once I yeah. watch it, but yeah. Um, but the fact that they're doing her in a live action for this, the fact that they're setting this up, like, I'm all for the Mandalorian season two and wherever they go with this. I'm yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I'm I'm hyped for it, dude. I'm like, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, and I felt like they since they got such buy-in from everyone for the first season, they'll they'll take the breaks off for the next one. So. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I see them just letting loose on this one. No, absolutely doubt. So yeah, so I I think that's scheduled for next year, The Mandalorian season two. So I pulled up uh, as we were talking. I pulled up the first look for um, Michael Bain's character and Mandalorian. He looks like um, he looks like he's in Terminator Two, with maybe some long flowing capes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he looks cool. He looks pretty sweet. It's a cool sketch. I'm hyped for it. Like I'm, I like my yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with them in this and where it kind of goes. Um, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to throw that theory out there and just get some gears turning and just thinking what's ahead for this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward again with more of our stuff. Um, so shout out to you know you already made a mention to Bloodshot. Yeah. Um, is there on release? A lot of people are not happy bloodshot movie yeah sorry so full transparency i don't know a whole lot about bloodshot i know you and i have talked um about him about the character and just his backstory and how like intricate his story is and how awesome it is and i watched the movie and it was a cool flick it was a cool action movie is what it felt like um Mm -hmm. with some like tech sci-fi thrown in um so yeah, it was it was good. We own it now, which is fun. But um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It didn't really give me a whole. Uh, it didn't really give me a um, like a desire to learn more about the character. To be yeah. quite honest, um, I, yeah. I'm not a big reader of Valiant comics, but like I've I know mm-hmm. bits and pieces of the characters, and they are intriguing. Like from the sounds of what everyone's saying, it it doesn't sound like they did the character justice. Yeah, um, but massive shout out on. Um, to YouTube for the Valiant um, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. They just dropped like the full. It was a mini series. Like every episode was a like five minutes or something, um, and it was a series they done with Bat and the Sun, the people responsible for Super Power Beatdown, and um, the full series of Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it features like Michael Rowe, most famous for being Deadshot in in the Arrow universe, and Jason David Frank. You know the original Green and White Ranger from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE superstar John Morrison's in it. There's a couple of other big actors in it, um, who all played like valiant characters. And um, don't get me wrong, it's it's definitely a web series. The effects are definitely web series based. But honestly, it's it sounds about as good as a Bloodshot movie. But they have an excuse to not have a plot and a story. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a shout out to them to just go and check it out and it's like and honestly watching it I think you'll have an intrigue for some of the characters. Yeah. As well yeah, as looked up, um, it's like the, if you actually look into the Valiant characters and who they are, they've got some really cool stories behind them. Yeah, I don't know anything about Valiant comics either, but I looked up um, Ninjak before the podcast and <laughs> as I wrote down he looks like a cross between Snake Eyes and Hawkeye. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, a little bit. It has a really cool, also really cool guys on, like Hawkeye's Ronin look. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That is, it's honestly really cool. It's a, it's a third like superhero shared universe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not even close to the size of 
Marvel and DC. Yeah. But if you're looking for something a little bit different, it's like, hey, it's, it's definitely worth a look. I mean, I'm all about looking at different stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm all about checking different stuff, absolutely. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to give a little thing for that. Go and check it out. Go if you were disappointed with Bloodshot, like before to switch to this. That's really <laughs> how long were you sitting back before you had to reload the page? We're gonna say we've been live for about forty minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they actually originally that's totally right, but they came out in the nineties originally, the original Valiant Comics. Um they relaunched in twenty twelve under a new ownership and that's like when they really kinda took off. Mm-hmm. Um, they have now went under new ownership again the last couple of years a lot of the guys from Valiant are now trying to release their own thing uh, it's called Bad Idea Comics which mm. which is kind of hysterical now because the whole premise of it was they were meant to be a physical only with no digital release company and only going to a few retailers well in this day and age that sounds like a really bad idea to me <laughs> but okay um but yeah, the 2012 stuff is like it's it's definitely worth a check. They're yeah. definitely a lot more edgier than Marvel and DC. You're gonna get a lot more, a bit more gruesomeness, a bit more, you know, PG, you know, thirteen up to like R-rated stuff compared to what Marvel does. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of. Uh, I'm looking up. Um, as we're talking, oh, I'm yeah, looking up Valiant comic characters, yeah. and I see Shadow Man. He sounds familiar. Livewire sounds familiar. Yeah, they've been uh, around for a while. Yeah, a couple of these sound familiar. I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm not super familiar yeah, with them. Yeah, Pastor Jimmy's saying it. I wasn't familiar with Valiant Comics until recently. It's like, I literally started kind of getting into them a few years ago, and it's like the characters just sound intriguing. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's stuff that we've seen before in comics. They're not totally, like, Bloodshot's definitely like a super soldier-esque character. Mm-hmm. We've seen that before, whether it's Captain America, whether it's Wolverine, whether it's whatever you oh, want to say. It's like, yeah. um, but like, literally just like kind of catching up on his stuff it's really cool you've got exo man of war who's like a um he's like a guy from ancient times i can't remember what culture he's from i've completely blanked on the culture he's from but he gets taken up by aliens and turned into a slave and he escapes by stealing like one of their suits of armor mm. that like only latches to like one warrior and like it keeps killing all oh, the warriors awesome. from the alien species and when he gets he finally breaks out and fights free he comes back to earth and it's modern day all this time's passed that he didn't realize and um, so it's kind of a man at a time story as well and um, one of my favorites um and it was only a short one he only got like a few volumes it wasn't an ongoing was ivar time walker hmm. there's like three eternal brothers in the valiant universe and one is archer from Ar- uh not armstrong sorry from archer and armstrong okay um, he basically spends his days drinking and drunk hmm. um You've got the Eternal Warrior, who's really appears in the story, The Valiant, and um, where he fights um, a creature that he's basically destined to fight and protect a geomancer. Huh. Um, he fights for the Earth, um, but he's the Eternal Warrior. He lives on, and then there's Ivar the Time Walker, who like basically is a time traveler. And um, that's going to be a podcast in itself one day. I'm telling you right now. It's like I, especially for Cosmic and the Cross, I love time travel stuff. Yeah, yeah so I do too. He, he absolutely. So I didn't know Turok was part of the Valiant universe. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, Valiant did some stuff. I don't know if they still own the rights to him. I know they did in the nineties. Um, I don't know if they still do. Yeah, but we were kind of talking about that. That's what started the conversation. Is like um, Nitro was saying that he saw the Bloodshot movie, and it was like your any typical sort of action movie, and 
yeah the whole elevator shaft scene at the at the at the end i was like oh my gosh like yeah like you said the cgi was was pretty dodgy yeah and it's like if you want to see some more like take on valiant what i was saying is go check out valiant's youtube channel they've dropped the um, ninjack versus the valiant universe it was bat in the sun and um, that made it um, and it was like a mini series but they've released the whole thing for viewing it's like about an hour or so it's not long um, and it's about the same it's just you don't get a massive plot to it it's a very straightforward plot but you get a good taste of each of the characters I think and I, th- I think it does a pretty decent job like I think it's fun yeah that's pretty sweet I'm going to have to save that oh, I missed that comment from Az as well saying um, Bloodshot for me is Jason David Frank he plays the part well in the universe mm-hmm. of Valiant Universe I thought so as well I think he plays it really well like I'm, I'm a big Jason David Frank fan like I've, I have been since Power Rangers um, yeah. anything he does now like the guy is just whatever he puts his hand to he just goes into it completely and wholeheartedly so I'm I'm all for him doing that and he's a Christian um, right isn't he a Christian I David Frank I, yeah. I think he is I th- believe he's a Christian as well and um, he's got like a whole line called like um, Jesus didn't tap because like, he's, he's like a pro yeah that's right that's right um, so he's got like a whole line that says Jesus didn't tap which I still want to guess some of that stuff yeah, that looks awesome that's pretty funny Um, but yeah it's like it's it's worth checking out I think it's, like, mm-hmm. it's just a little thing that they dropped the full thing on their page so if Bloodshot let you down go and check it out because yeah because um, yeah, I know at one time Jason David Frank was like pushing to kind of star in Bloodshot as Bloodshot because like, I know he's all about it right yeah like he, he appears in Ninja vs. Valiant Universe and he was really pushing that for a while and like it, it does a decent job he really does Yeah. I mean I'd have been quite happy for him to keep playing the part to be honest I thought he did well at it yeah um, so yeah I've got nothing much more to say on the Valiant stuff um, if anyone else has wants to chip in um, Valiant is definitely something we can talk about more in depth at some point if everyone wants to um, just one last little thing for DC I wanted to throw out um, is that apparently like if you don't know in the comics right now Wally West just they finished up a series on Wally West Flash called Flash Forward where basically at the end of it he got the powers of Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen universe um, so now he's like an all powerful being they had hinted at him at this happening in the free comic book day release that was meant to come out in May this has obviously been pushed back to July at this point because um, no one's doing stuff in May yet mm-hmm but apparently he's now slated to appear in the Dark Knight's Death Metal event, which is a sequel to Dark Knight Metal that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo did. And this is the sequel follow-up to it. Um, apparently, Dr. Manhattan-powered Wally West is meant to appear. So this kind of lets us know that this is going to be... Within That's pretty continu- sweet, man. A within continuity event. And it's going to lead into whatever's happening in Free Comic Book Day. And the rumor right now is that we're heading towards another crisis. I'm a huge fan of overpowered um, superheroes or supervillains. Like, I think, I, I just like to see what people do with that. So, uh, that should be super interesting. I'm just glad they're doing something with Wally West. Like, I like the character of Wally West. <laughs> and for a lot of people our age, like, we're in our 30s. A lot mm-hmm. of people our age. That How dare you tell us? How dare you tell our age? Oh yeah, because we did. We don't look thirty at all, man. <laughs> nah, man. It's probably more shocking that we're that young. Twenty-one max. <laughs> yeah, I've not looked twenty-one since I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like so. I, I'm a fan of Wally West. For anyone who read the Flash 
when they were at our age growing up, he was the Flash. Like Barry Allen's the big thing right now. Barry Allen is the the one that's in the TV show. He's was in the DCEU. He's the one in the comics right now since the New Fifty Two back in twenty eleven. They're really pushing that. Yeah, but for anyone that was our age after Crisis and Infinite Earths, everyone thought Barry was dead. Wally was the Flash. So then, like, they bring Barry Allen back, and then New 52 happens, and Wally West is just gone. Yeah. They're like, ah, we don't like you anymore. <laughs> anyone that was a fan, anyone that was a fan, your Flash is now gone. Yeah. Not changed into a different character, not put in a different way. And he was gone right up until DC Rebirth, when, of course, Jeff Johns wrote that, and Jeff Johns was amazing at writing that. Mm -hmm. DC Rebirth story was phenomenal. I will never stop singing the praises of Jeff Johns when he was at the helm of DC. Yeah, the guy freaking knew what he was doing. He did love the flashes, though. So first thing he did was bring back Wally West, make him an integral part. Mm -hmm. Then he stepped down. He stepped yeah. down as head of DC, and DC went. Or well, sorry, Dan Didio went. No, I don't like Wally West. Let's yeah, let's let's put him over here, and he ended up being in pushed to the background and then was in Heroes in Crisis and turned into a murderer. Oh, that's fun. And it's like, wow, the hero, the one that was going to be the big thing for DC Rebirth era, has just turned into a murderer and has yeah. had to leave. Okay. Yeah. It's like, are you wanting him back? <laughs> We're just joking. He murders people. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that one, Bat. Sorry, Bat in the uh, 4513 in the chat, the 10th. I've not. I've started getting a lot of the indie books as well. I started to read more indie stuff. I've never heard of the tenth. I'll need to check that one out. And the TV series skipped over Reverse Flash. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Like they kind of done that just for the Flash TV show. They kind of like set up a whole big thing with that, and then nothing happened with it. And it's like I feel like that was more of a they were alluding to something to do, and they just went nah. Uh, Pastor Jimmy Wildcats, wow, there we go, there's a throwback I Actually, Wildcats sounds familiar yeah, I think I might like, have it Wildcats was Image, I believe, it was like early Image stuff. Oh, that might be why, I have a lot of Image comics I'm a huge yeah, spider um, back, spawn back in fan. the 90s, like the Image tried to be what Valiant is now They tried to be mm -hmm. the third like superhero shared universe Yeah And it didn't really work um, And they kind of went, oh, okay Well, let's just do our own thing and that was a much better idea for them. Although I do have to say, like, I don't know if you can see it in my comics behind me, but I've got an image comic from Brigade. Um, in Scotland, I wasn't able to get access. Oh yeah, Grifter was an amazing character. He still is. He deserves a, he deserves something now. I'm yeah. kind of sad he doesn't get anything now. I went to um, Google. I looked up Wildcats. I definitely have some Wildcats comics. Yeah. Uh, the main like, dude with the shroud on his face. I don't know Oh his yeah, name. it's Grifter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone loves Grifter. They tried to make him his own thing in the New Fifty Two, and it didn't quite work. Mm -hmm. And then when it didn't work, they didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> so, okay. So they rebooted Wildstorm, and they kind of threw him back into that. Um, but yeah, the comic I've got up there from Brigade Number One. Um, literally, I couldn't find comics when I was younger. Like finding single issues was like really hard. Yeah. But there was one random bookstore where my granda lived, and it sold comics, and they sold Brigade. Mm. I didn't know the difference between it. It was a superhero book. I liked the fact it was a big ice monster guy, and there was a guy that had the mask that reminded me of like Wolverine. So I started getting that. 
Yeah, I've heard of that as well. I had a part yeah. Tom McFarlane's talking about a Spawn movie reboot. Um, not to put any like water on that fire, but I'll believe it when I see it because he's been talking about it for about ten years. Yeah, that's um, Spawn's definitely my favorite. I have tons of Spawn comics. Uh, even over, Mar- I love Marvel, but above Marvel or DC or any any other comic, I think Spawn's probably my favorite. Yeah, Spawn. I think Spawn was one of those characters that just drew people in. Just yeah. the image of him was enough. I mean, no pun intended. But like yeah. the, the image of Spawn was like that's just freaking cool design. Yeah, sick man. And you had the animated series like back when uh, on HBO, and then you had the movie with Michael J. White. Um, I'm surprised you never. Yeah, I heard that as well. That like Jamie Foxx was meant to be playing yeah, Spawn and stuff. I heard and that like, too. I'm all for that. It's like because I, I I don't understand why it's taking them this long. They've rebooted so many superhero stuff. Like I'm surprised they've not rebooted Spawn yet. But one thing one thing that I heard from Todd McFarlane though is that the budget is not going to be that great or not that big, and well, they're going to approach it. I think that there's this thing with like movie directors where like Jaws is the the pinnacle of uh, how to introduce a villain in a movie, and so like they talked about how they're going to introduce Spawn, kind of like he's in the background, like he's not the main character. Yeah, I heard. About and I'm like that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I Spawn heard about that. It was meant character. to be. Well, apparently, what I heard was it's meant to focus like the main characters, like the Spawn in the background, is meant to be Sam and Twitch. Yeah. Um. Who, if you don't know them, were like the detectives mm-hmm. in the Spawn universe who somehow became so popular they got their own spin-off comic. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but apparently it's... it did. <laughs> Yeah, it's the guy with the glasses, right? Yeah, it's like, so yeah apparently it's right. going to be from their perspective. So it's still kind of keeping in like with the fan lore that spawn the spawn fans love. But like um, at this point though, like McFarlane's been talking about a reboot of that for years. So mm-hmm. I, I I believe he might be close to it. It's definitely a possibility. But like, I, see when I see a trailer, I'll be like, okay, I'm in. I'm, well, yeah, I'm, and I believe. And it. another thing is, he wants complete creative control over it, which understandable. That's his baby. Oh yeah, but I just that's just not going to happen. And it turned out great. I, I don't mm-hmm. think, at least. I don't know. Just just much as No, it's definitely a case of, like, you might need to kind of give up with that a little bit on full control of it. Yeah, but you never know. give and we'll take, see, man. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what he does with that. I know, because he's very protective over Spawn. That's like, that is his baby, which I understand. That's a good pick at yeah. Jeremy Renner's Twitch. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd be, I'd be for that. I I love Jeremy Renner though, so I'd be for Jeremy Renner as anything to be honest with you. Um, so I did have some stuff. Um, last bits of news because we're a little bit further over than I was expecting. And um, from the DCEU, one was like stories of what could have happened in the movies and stuff and all that. And Scott Snyder's been talking at his backside for a while now about all the stuff that could have happened in his Justice League movie you know the, the if it hadn't bombed and i'm like oh and do you know what i've decided i'm not even going to talk about it i'm not even going to give it the time of day i i am looking at the camera right now if you are one of the release of snyder cut people more power to you yeah i am sick of hearing about it i'm sick of talking the only thing worthwhile news i heard from dceu this week i want to mention is that we could have had the possibility of having martian manhunter in the movies <laughs> Yeah, Harry Lennox, the actor that played Lieutenant Lieutenant Swanick, was meant to be revealed as Martian Manhunter. That was that was meant to be the big thing. Best thing for the movie is Violator. They actually did that pretty good, actually. But speaking of the sponsor, they actually did Violator not bad in the movie. He actually looked decent. Like considering it was like nineteen ninety seven, they actually did a good job on him. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we could do, speaking of the DCEU, I feel like we could do a whole episode on what happened. Like, what the heck happened? <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? We could do a whole episode on that, and we still wouldn't have an answer on, like... I know, man. It's just so frustrating. Like, I know I said this before, but Marvel is was my introduction to comics, so I always have a soft spot for Marvel, but I love DC characters as well, and, like, I wanted to see it succeed, and just how colossally yeah. they dropped the ball. Well, so that's the thing. The thing is, there was no reason this movie shouldn't have happened, and there's no reason it shouldn't have happened sooner. Marvel did something amazing with C-list characters that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like, the Warner Brothers, this is my opinion, 100%, is that they looked at what Marvel was doing, and they went, hey, we want Avengers money. Mm-hmm. Let's throw everything into a Justice League yeah. movie. But yeah. the problem was they forgot that Marvel took like four years to build up the MCU before yep. we had the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, if you've never read a comic in your life, like say you've never read a comic, what do you know about DC superheroes? You know Superman and Batman. Yep, pretty much. You've heard of Wonder Woman. Everyone's heard of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. What do you know about her? Probably not much. Probably heard of the Flash, you know, where he goes quick. Mm-hmm. What else do you know about the Flash? Aquaman. Not a whole lot. That's the guy that talks to fish, right? Yeah. Like he has that, that green and orange costume, right? That's your that's your general public's view of the Justice League, okay? And you went, let's throw them in a movie where we're not going to explain anything. Yeah. And like, I love comic books. I adore comic books. But comic books are a niche market. Yeah. They're not the mass population. You yeah. cannot assume that everybody knows who these heroes are. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, uh, Pastor Jimmy said, I'm not sure how I feel about Zack Snyder directing movies in the MCU. No, no, I no. Don't, yeah. No, no, no. So, no. all right, so I'm, <laughs> this might be slightly controversial. I don't think like he should be directing movies in the MCU, but I really liked, I like his style. I like his style. Now, the substance of some of the movies that he is directed, that's debatable. Like, obviously, Justice League is probably one of those. I don't think that was entirely his fault, to be honest, though. Um, no, I think but, I think Joss Whedon does have to take some blame for that. He was a co-director on that one. So, yeah, I think, don't get me wrong, I don't, I'm not one of the people that think Zack Snyder did everything amazing. But Like, for no. instance, Sucker Punch. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Awful movie, but it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. So like I like his style, I like the way that he approaches movies, but not necessarily what he does in the movies. Yeah, like some of his stuff looks cool. Like I like I enjoyed Watchmen. I enjoyed yeah. the Watchmen movie. I thought Agreed. it looked I thought it looked pretty cool. Agreed. Don't get me wrong, it's like there is stuff that's completely different from the comic. There's stuff like that that's people that hate mm-hmm. it because of that. I think if you take the movie for what it is, I think he did a decent job. Yeah, I agree. Personally. Well, Bat, you're doing some big throwbacks there, man. <laughs> Super Friends growing up and watching Linda Carter's Wonder Woman and getting the original Star Wars comic. If you have any of those left, by the way, they're probably worth a good little bit now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you, Pastor Jimmy. It's like I... Batman v Superman was like kind of like the this isn't going well and Justice League was kind of the final nail and that it's not going well for DC. The stuff that they've done recently... came out in 2016. Oh, Okay. Uh, Pastor Jimmy, I don't know if you're a fan of Spider-Man, but if you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I would highly recommend that. Oh yeah, 100%. I 
It came out after Batman vs Superman, but it's probably the best Spider-Man film in my opinion. But um, yeah, so it's like I I literally just wanted to mention that there was a possibility of us getting Martian Manhunter. I am not wanting to give the oh Zack Snyder said this was going to happen in Justice League yeah. any because I feel like at this point he's doing this weird thing where he's riling up all his release of Snyder Cut fans mm-hmm. by releasing all this information about movies that we are never going to see. Yeah. Um, I still stand by the fact of like I don't think the Snyder Cut exists. Otherwise, <laughs> just it might exist in an extremely unfinished like state. Oh, yeah. You know, my stance on that is, is like if it was finished and we had a Snyder Cut version, why did they bring in another director to finish it? Well, and he's posting all these thing, all these yeah. like behind the scenes, um, whatever, uh, and clips from the Snyder Cut, and it's like the dude Ray Fisher like with dots all over him. I'm like, dude, they haven't even finished the CGI for probably 90% of it. There's no way it's done. Oh, hold on a minute. Are are you including Logan in that or are you just meaning like the first two Wolverine movies? Logan was sick. Logan was... Logan was a really good phenomenal finish to like Hugh Jackman's run and I'll I'll be honest, I've kind of got a sweet spot for the Wolverine, the one where he's in Japan. It's like... I know it's badly done and I know it's not amazing, but like there's something about it. I'm like, I just enjoy watching him be Wolverine. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Logan not included. Okay, good. I was gonna say if you're including Logan in that, I'm like, okay, we need to have a conversation, man. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see who they pick after Jackman. Um I I'll be honest, like, cause okay, my controversial comic book thing, I am not a massive fan of Wolverine in the comics. Mm. because most of the time they throw him on teams to get, yeah. like, to get teams over and yeah. if you put him in a team I don't think he's explored properly and I think he comes down to oh I'm going to cut it, oh, I'm going to kill yeah. it oh, jump and attack I think Wolverine only works when he's in a solo comic like see all the Wolverine origin like, comics he did for a while mm-hmm. exploring his backstory like in Japan and talking about his, um, him running into his son Dakin and all those sorts of things that stuff was cool. Like that Wolverine mm-hmm. and exploring that backstory, I am I'm all in. I really thought they did some cool stuff with him. It's been, granted, it's been a while since I've seen it, but in the X Men animated series, like yeah, 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 he, yeah. he was he, he was on the team, obviously, but the way that they kind of isolated him and like had him do his own thing and his oh, beef yeah. with uh, with Cyclops and and all that stuff. Um, oh yeah, I think I, they, I thought I think, they approached that pretty good. Yeah, I think they did well with that as well. Yeah, it's, it's in the comics. Yeah. The one that kind of put me off Wolverine in the comics was literally um, Age of Ultron. Which, if you've yes, never read, yeah, the I never comic, read that. I never read if that. If you've one. never read the comic, it's nothing like the movie. Yeah, it's not even really about Ultron. Mm. Weirdly, I read it, and it is. If anyone ever asked me, like, what's the worst event Marvel has ever released? One hundred percent Age of Ultron. Mm. Because wow. at least at least every other event gives me what it says it's going to give me you know yeah pastor jimmy said i hate, I can't stand cyclops i don't honestly i don't he's never been one of my favorite characters but i think that they could do him a lot better than they've done him in the movies yeah. um oh and the I, movie. he's supposed to be like great forgive me if i'm wrong but i don't know x-men like super super well but he's supposed to be like their leader like he is the dude oh yeah yeah he's like, he's I, a field commander he's like he's like he's a captain america he's the yeah. boy scout leader i think there's a there's just an opportunity for them to do him really really well if they pick the right person and they approach it correctly like for him not to come off like a prick <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> much know? yeah yeah um 
I did not like him in the movies um, and the comics I've never even been a big fan of Cyclops he's just he's not a character I've gotten behind yeah. I kind of liked during the Marvel Now like the 2012 run where they kind of had him like after the Avengers vs. X-Men run where he kind of went a bit Magneto-esque like mm-hmm. we need to be a bit more militant about what we're doing I'm kind of like okay I kind of yeah. like that version of him yeah like I started reading um, Josh Whedon's uh, Astonishing X-Men run a yeah. couple years back That's and I one. thought yeah, I mean, I got like ten, I got like ten um, books in, uh, or ten issues in, and I was like, I, I like the what they're doing with Cyclops. I feel like I feel like he was really yeah. good in that. For Havoc to Cyclops, Havoc's mm. really underrated. What was I don't they trying to about, do? They tried to I do something with Havoc like a few years ago, and like they tried to do like a big thing. I think it was round about the what was it called. I completely forgot the name of the event, but it was the event where like everybody changed, like all the heroes became villains and villains became heroes. Mm. Um, they tried to do something with Havoc for that, like he was one of the people that never got switched back. And like, oh, he's going to be a villain, and then they did nothing with him. And it was like, okay, I guess he's just kind of there now. It's like he's still just Cyclops' brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I've I've never been big on Cyclops. He's never been one of my <clears throat> I love the X-Men, but he's just he's never been a character I've really gravitated towards. Yeah, same. I, I grew up watching the X-Men cartoon. It was always a case you're either a fan of Wolverine or Cyclops, and like I yeah. was Wolverine all the way in. Dude, I really liked Angel. He was Angel's one of my good. favorites. I loved Archangel. See, when it goes yes. to the Archangel yeah. level, I'm like, yeah. Dark, he's... Well, the Archangel, yeah, the one where he's blue and uh, like a magenta. Yeah, and it's like the, the steel wings and all like that. that yeah, it's so cool. sweet. That so awesome. Cool, man. Um, but yeah, so wow, we're already after three o'clock. So, um, all right. So I just want to get into our kind of topic for today. We're not going to spend a massive amount of time in this, probably. Um, so today's major topic, I want to kind of jump into this. Then is really talking about the digital versus physical market. Mm-hmm. Oh, your video's great this week. <laughs> yeah, we're on we're on Skype. Can you tell the difference? <laughs> By the way, you have no idea how long it took me to get it looking this good. On a Skype call, by the way, I love you guys. Just cross so is a real MVP. You know, I love you guys because it took me freaking ages to get this looking good and try and set up the video. I've never actually seen the Wolverine anime series, Pastor Jimmy. I do need to see. I know they did release a Wolverine mini series, um, anime series, but I, I've never seen it yet. I do need to check it out though, because Wolverine fits anime. He is. He's a. He's a. He's a Ronin. You know, he's a samurai. If done properly, so. Many look out for that as well. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about digital versus physical today. And this this comes off of the, the COVID-19 situation. So we are going to talk a little bit about that today and how it's completely kind of throwing the comic book community into disarray because no one knows what to do. Uh, local comic book stores are afraid to close because if they close, they might not open up again because most local comic book stores are holding on by a thread as it is. Um, it was looking like you know everywhere had stopped releasing comics DC literally last week I mentioned it like DC had released a letter to their direct market retailers that said the fir- first the entire team here at DC hopes that you your family and employees are staying safe and healthy during this very tough and precarious time we know you've been waiting for DC to comment on the state of affairs and address any measures we will take to help our community lighten the burden of distribution 
either lighten the burden of disruption to our business and that we've been working the long term, blah, blah, blah. Um, so basically what they came out and saying is that they were going to be looking at other distributors and vendors because Diamond Distributors, the only distributor of comics, stops dead. Mm. They went, we're not, rele- we're not publishing, we're not printing stuff, we're not releasing them, which meant no new comics were coming out at all. Then DC eventually released a statement saying, we're going to look at other options. Yeah. We're going to look at other other vendors, other people to release this stuff to. You know, thank you for your patience while we do this. And it was like, oh, what are they going to do? Yeah. Because like Diamond Distribution had been like their distributor for 20 plus years. Like the last 20 years, they have been the only one producing comics. It just, that's crazy to me that there's only one distribution house for all the comic companies that's just yeah. nuts so you want you want to talk about a monopoly on something it's like yeah diamond literally have it that's my i hate the diamond system because that's literally why comics that are great get cancelled even though they've got good readership because comic book stores have to order them yeah when they get the solicitations which is like three months in advance yeah you don't know if a comic's gonna sell and they have to order it. Yeah. and they have to order enough to get the input that they want for people to come and pick it up but they also don't want to order too much because they don't want to be left with a surplus on their shelves. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of in that middle ground. But like those numbers that are ordered from the comic book store, those are the numbers that count that are reported. it being sold or not. Like that's how many it's sold. Yeah. Not how many are bought in stores. So if a comic book if comic book stores don't buy a certain amount of a comic, it's like, oh, that's not doing well enough, get rid of it. It doesn't matter yeah. how praised it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's insane. Three months before it even goes on sale, they basically decide if it's selling enough. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts to it's, me. I didn't even insane. know that was a thing until recently, until you told me. Yeah, it's like it's, it's an absolutely insane thing. But then Diamond stopped dead, so the comic book distributor stopped dead. DC talked about looking at other distributors. Then literally the next day, after like literally after we did last week's podcast, the very next day they said, "We're done." Marvel and DC said, "We're not releasing any new books." Hmm so the whole That's comic book community stopped dead because they're like oh we're not releasing any new books I mean comic book stores are literally doing curbside pickup for stuff in their stores because they're not getting new product right now mm. just to try and stay afloat I, I can only imagine how they're staying afloat in this time yeah I follow one of the uh, local comic book shops on Facebook or in Twitter and they're always talking about hey like you guys who ordered all this stuff you need to come pick it up <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel bad for them man I feel uh, bad they're going to get too. hard they're going to get hit hard um, the next month like or literally two. if you want your comic book store to keep going find a way to support them because they yeah. may not make it out of this you have no idea how much comic book stores are holding on by a thread right now yeah like second and charles comics are awesome but oh, yeah. if you can support your local comic book store yeah, support the yeah, local comic store second and charles if they stop getting comics there and stop getting up like older issues there then they're still going to keep going they've got stuff yeah. your local comic book store there's a reason that your local comic book store also sells statues and trade paperbacks and you know figurines and they're also doing like magic the gathering and other things and D&D yeah like events and stuff like that because they're trying to stay alive basically yeah and um, i'm all for the local comic book store and um, so following this that nothing was coming out we then got this as well and um, this was i pulled this off of um, cbr.com comicbookresources.com uh, a couple of days ago and it was a uh, publishers developed temporary distribution solution via comic hub and it says, following the shutdown of Diamond Comic Distributions due to the coronavirus pandemic, the comic book industry has devised a temporary solution to get new comic books in the hands of readers. According to Bleeding Cool, 
a good new site that we actually get a lot of stuff out of. Um, corroborated by retailer Ryan Higgins, Comic Conspiracy in California. Within the next two weeks, you'll be able to buy physical comics from your local comic book store anywhere on earth online. That's awesome. You'll be able to read a digital copy the minute you buy it and your local comic book store get a free physical copy to give to you later. Mm. So basically the way that this works is through uh, Comic Hub. Was that I said? Yeah, Comic Hub. You basically get a way to buy from your local comic book store. So like any of the local comic book stores, we've got a bunch that are near us. Um, I gave a shout out to some of them recently on um, on Twitter to um, like Richmond Comics, to Velocity Comics, to Richmond Alpha Comics, Comics and yeah. Games, who are all quite near us in the Richmond area. Mm-hmm. Um, you can order on this website from your local comic book store to keep it afloat. Once it keep, once you order it, you can get it on Comic Hub. You can read it right then and there. Um, and if you want the physical copy, you can still get that for free at no extra charge. So That's the awesome. Money, the money's still going to your comic book store. You're getting the digital copy to keep going for now, and you can get the physical copy later. So if you're a collector or you like getting the physical copies, you can get them still. That's awesome. Um, which I think is a really interesting way. Um, so there was also a comment from Big Bang Comics in Ireland. Excuse me. Sorry, too much coffee there. <laughs> um, by now, a lot of you have heard the story. Excuse me, still too much coffee. By now, a lot of you have heard the story that there is a new initiative in the comics industry being spearheaded by Comic Hub. The comic retail system is a lot of stores used these days. And there are a lot of questions going around too. Let's see if we can clear a few bits up. What this will be, effectively, is pre-ordering service where you buy a physical copy of your new comic to be filled later when the shipping goes back to normal, but you get to go to the Comic Hub website and read the digital version straight away, and there's no extra cost for customers. That's so, that's genius. That's such a cool uh, way around what's happening right now. So it's an interesting one, and it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because we talked, we talked about it last week, about the fact of digital and physical, and there seems to be a real pull in the comic book community to keep the local comic book stores alive. Yeah. We spoke about Valiant earlier, and Valiant's, Valiant's senior editor um, said that they won't go digital first for their books. They've stopped production completely. And they released this and said, in a time where folks are stuck inside and can't venture out to their local comic shop to pick up their pills, sure, it makes sense to see what's available digitally. And there is no fault in doing so or for creators and publishers to make digital offerings during this time. Um, However, we at Valiant have always said that the retailers are the backbone of the industry and right now they need the publisher's help more than ever. There's absolutely no substitute for the physical experience of going to a comic shop on Wednesdays to pick up new books. So while we aren't releasing anything new digitally, we are making several of our number ones available to download for free. Dude, that's pretty sweet. So I wanted to include that in there because there seems to be a real pull right now in the comic book publisher um, side of things. Because I, I said this to you last week, like, are we going to see the death of comic book stores? Is, this, is everyone going to go digital? Is this going to be the last push? Because comic books are the only ones who have who are staying physical. Mm-hmm. The physical is outselling the digital medium. Movies, digital is outselling. Video games, digital is outselling. Books, digital is outselling. Comic books, the physical books are still selling more than digital. And was this going to be the final push to move things over to the digital market and away from the physical? And was there going to be a call for that? And the interesting thing with this is that the comic book publishers seem to be saying, we want to help keep the comic stores going as long as we yeah. can. Yeah. 
Why do you think? Why do you think comic books are one of the only uh, physical mediums still outselling digital? I think there's a few things to it. I think comic book world is has always been a company, uh, a subculture that's been that's mm-hmm. not been good with change. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're used to their ways and they're set in their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also there's a certain part of that subculture is there's something about there's something about being part of that culture and going to your comic book store. Like if you're a regular at a comic yeah. book store, they know who you are. Yep. They, they have your pool list set up. You can set up pool lists. You can get your stuff physically. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't get me wrong. I, I get the digital thing. I get how easy it is. Like, you know, digital offers so much stuff. And, you know, I mean, and especially in a busy lifestyle, having it drop straight to your Comixology account on your computer or your tablet or phone. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the culture. It's part of that. I go into my comic book store. I can browse. I can look at what's new. I can check it out. I can pick up my pool list. Yeah. I connect with the culture and the only thing i can experience it too is like on a larger scale when i went to wizard world comic-con mm-hmm. and they walked in and literally walking into the comic-con floor it's like i literally had a feeling of i'm home yeah i i don't need to hold back on how much of a geek i am i don't need yeah. to hold back on how much i love comics i don't need to hold back on that i can walk in and be part of this culture and i think mm-hmm. it's part of that um, i feel like when it comes to digital stuff like i am very much a proponent of i like i like the physical medium like i like holding the comic in my hand i like holding the book in my hand i like holding the movie or the game in my hand and i feel like i feel like there's a there's an aspect of ownership that's missing when you go digital like for instance like i have a xbox one game on my calendar right now and like if i wanted to i own that but if i wanted to if i got sick of it i could go out and like sell it if i wanted to mm-hmm. and i could put that money towards something else Whereas if, if I have something digital, it's just, it's, it's in the ether. Like, and I can pick this up. I can like, I can handle it. I can open it up. I can look at the booklet. There's just a lot of like tactile stuff, tactile stuff that you can do that. I don't know. I feel like it's just missing. It's obviously missing because you know, with the digital. Yeah. I, I think that's it. I think there's definitely a physical thing. And Pastor Jeremy kind of mentioned the point here yeah. as well. There's a big part as well of like there are comic book collectors out there. Like you, you can see I've got comics up behind me. I point to them often. Um, you know, it's like I, I definitely like collecting physical issues. Um, yeah. As I mentioned last week, I don't really get. I never really got a lot as a kid, so I don't have like boxes and boxes of comics I collected. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I like going to somewhere like Second and Charles and getting to flick through the old comics and like, oh, that's yeah. a cool cover. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. I want that one for my collection. Or, you know, just something that catches my eye. I would say be careful with getting the physical comics. You know, like digital comics don't increase in value. The honest truth is most physical comics don't either. Yeah. I, I would warn that. Like, depends on the comic. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you don't know what comic it is until it gets later. Like, I've got some up there that are, are really expensive. I paid a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I own comics that are like, that were like flooded. Like when I bought, like I mentioned DC Rebirth later, earlier, and the DC Rebirth like giant size issue that they released for the launch of that you know event. Yeah, I got DC Rebirth issue. Yeah, I want that as a collectible piece of history. But do you know how many of those they sold? Yeah, it's like the Spider-Man number one, like back in the day with like the foil cover. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that one actually. Uh, I think I have like four of those. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I've got one of those as well. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like, the thing is, because like the comic book industry realized that people were collecting them and hoping that they were going to increase in value. Yeah. But they only increase in value on supply and demand. And the thing is, the mm-hmm. comic book industry realized that, so they started producing tons of them. 
yeah. and most of them now are worthless at least mm-hmm. you'll you'll get them in like dollar bins in comic stores there's yeah. certain things like if it's a first appearance of someone or if it's a certain thing it'll increase in value like i've got like um the green arrow um green lantern comic that's got um what's his face speedy on the front taking drugs mm. that's like a classic cover and a classic issue and i paid a lot of money for that and that's a that's a rare comic i've also got um like nightwing the first appearance of dick grayson is nightwing when he became yeah. nightwing and, and let go of the robin mantle two massive pieces of comic book history that are rare and are expensive to get now mm-hmm. but i've also got stuff up there i got for like dollar bins that i just that's a cool cover yeah i agree like yeah the, a like lot I of the earlier, the grade number one that i've got up there like that means a lot to me because that was one of the comics i read growing up Mm-hmm. I got it for a dollar. It's like it doesn't. It's not worth jack all. Yeah, it's yeah. worth something I, to me. You know. Yeah, I, I buy a lot of comics just because. I'm a, obviously I went to school for art and I love art, so I, I buy a lot of comics just for the art, honestly. Mm. Um, specifically the colors, uh, or the covers, not the colors. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool colored man. <laughs> no, absolutely, and so that that would be my one warning for that. If you want to collect comics, be aware that do it for you mm-hmm. collect comics for you collect something that you like or if you're getting something that's rare collect something that means something to you yeah don't get it just because it's going to appreciate and value because the truth is most of them don't mm-hmm. um but yeah i do get that, that there is a big comic book collector culture and um, that people in comic book culture like to get comics and like to collect comics and like to have yeah. those pieces of things with them yeah um i like having the physical like i, I love trade paperbacks that's you know that's my thing for reading i love that over the single issues but i still like having the physical thing. agreed but like at the same time in my busy life now you know my life's getting busy and hectic i've got two kids you know it's like mm-hmm. i've got a wife i've got you know we're doing the podcast now i'm still working we're still doing other stuff at church where yeah so many other things going on that it's like taking the time to take you know an hour or two to go to a local comic store on wednesday or even whatever day i've got free is like it doesn't happen yeah yeah and i'm like so getting it digitally straight to my straight to my comicsology account mm-hmm. yeah i mean yep i agree 100 percent. it's like that's definitely an easier move you don't have to worry about having boxes and boxes of stuff storing it is there on your thing whenever you want it you want to read older comics you want to get into old school stuff they've got them on there for picking up yeah and they're not going to deteriorate you know yeah they're not going to deteriorate you don't have to handle them with care they're just always going to be there for you to read this there's definitely you don't pros have to pull and it cons. out of the bag you know oh yeah there's definitely the pros and cons to it um yeah yeah th- i i literally thought though coming into this week i literally thought it was going to be yeah this is this is it this is the move to digital We're really going to move to digital. this is going to force us to do it we're going to see a death mm-hmm. of comic books some of the comic book stores yeah and i feel like that literally within a week i've been proven wrong yeah i definitely think some comic stores are definitely going to close um but i think there's a groundswell of support for the local comic book shop um and i don't think people will let them at least a good majority of them go under you know oh yeah definitely and uh, favorite comics Nick Fury's Howling Commandos oh yeah you're talking the original like Nick Fury's Howling Commandos that's that's a good throwback ad <laughs> I think I might have one Bash issue of that old school Nick Fury before he was head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, 
But yeah, yeah I was going through my comics the other day and I found Black Panther number one. I was like, holy crap, I didn't even know I had this. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's in pretty rough condition, but it's pretty sweet still. Hey, it's not bad. You still even have it, though. Yeah, Jack Kirby all, all day, man. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, Jack Kirby the king for a reason, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's... I don't know. It's kind of it's changed my view on it a little bit because like, I, I literally thought it was going to be this is the push. This is us mm-hmm. becoming... This is us becoming digital. This is what's going to push the comic book industry into the digital market. And it feels like yeah. all the comic book publishers, to their credit, have literally went, let's do what we can to keep the comic book stores alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's awesome. They don't have to, especially companies like Marvel and DC. They don't have to. They're, they're not going out of business. They've got the no. backings of Disney and Times Warner. They're, they're not going mm-hmm. out of business. They're going to stay alive yeah. and afloat. You know, but comics like Valiant, Valiant's a smaller company that have literally mm-hmm. shut down production and said, Yeah, we're not doing digital first. We're going to wait until we can give it to our stores. Yeah. And that takes a yeah. lot of guts, you know. And some other companies Agreed. are going digital with stuff like that. Like, um, you know, like uh, like Comic Book Writer, I've been talking to. Definitely check him out if you get the chance. Louis Southard. Um, I've been talking to him a lot about his upcoming comic, Villains Seeking Heroes from Action Labs. Um, shout out to him by the way it is on pre-order at the minute it comes out this week i believe this wednesday and um, it's on pre-order um on comiXology for just 5.99 um, but yeah we were talking with him and i was chatting with him a little bit about it coming out and he said that it was meant to be coming out in like july in the summer and mm. they literally went yeah we're just going to put it on a comiXology digital and get it out there because you know let's just get it out there and not yeah worry about the timeline for this and how it's going to work let's just put it we've got because that is the easier thing is we can get comics a little bit easier and quicker yeah you know because they come straight to digital and it's like it's i think it depends on your preference i do believe Mm -hmm. we're going to see the move to digital i do believe that's going to happen um but it looks like the comic book world's kind of quite happy to keep it moving towards the physical comic book stores at least for a while yeah for right now yeah you know which i'm happy with i like the, the local comic book stores are staying open and definitely go and support them you know yeah it is easy to go to comicsology and stuff like that and it's like but you know like you know amazon doesn't need your money right now it's no. like your local comic book store it's like message them message your local comic book store they've got stuff that's on the shelves they'll quite i think was it alpha comics and games literally did a tour on their instagram like videos like showing what they had in store and stuff. oh that's awesome so you could like that's ask, really cool you can ask them like hey can i come and pick this up if you wanted and they're like yeah sure come and pick this up yeah that's so cool so yeah definitely check out your local stores the 100 percent worth checking out now and let's support agreed them. it's like it's, it's a dying part of the comic book culture and it is going mm-hmm. to die let's you know i'm not I'm not a filter. Eventually, yeah. Survive. It's going to die eventually, but yeah, let's. If it doesn't completely die, it'll look completely different. <laughs> oh yeah, like you like know. GameStop, for example, is 100% a dying piece of the the gaming community. Oh yeah, yeah. But it evolves to the point of we're going to sell stuff like you know from Think Geek, and we're going to sell Funko Pops, and we're going to sell statues, and you know they were selling comic books at one point and different stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it will it'll evolve. It will change. It'll, you know but yeah it's like I, th- I don't know I th- part of me wants to do the digital switch I'm not going to lie like I'm thinking about really? collecting comic books part of me is like 
because I've got a Comixology account, it's so easy to just go in and click. I can literally set it up to buy instantly. Where I just I literally click and I bought the comic. And I can set yeah. it up for ongoing series. Like if I want to buy Batman every single month, I can set it up to get Batman straight to my thing. Or just have it automatically done. So yeah. automatically do it. It comes out the account. Same as going to the store. It's, I Part of me wants to do it, but there is another part of me. I love the physical comics. Yeah, it's just something about, you know, either way, whether you get it in the mail or you go to the actual local shop and you're you're browsing through the comics, you know, and you pick it up and, like, bring it to the counter. It's just the whole process. It's like going in the – it's like we were talking about earlier, kind of to bring it back to the thing we were talking about earlier. It's like the physical act of going to the movies. There's just something intangible with that. There's something intangible with going to your comic store and just yeah. picking out a comic and that whole process that, you know, it's... I don't want to see that go away. No. I'm I'm kind of like a hold on for that as well, and I think it's it's one of those things. It's it's changing. The world's changing in that way. You know everything. Yeah, especially recently. Yeah, everything's becoming streaming. Everything's digital. Nothing's a physical thing now. You know, people don't buy Blu-rays now. I remember being a kid and DVDs and Blu-rays were the new thing, and they were massive. And mm-hmm. now it's like we don't even need the physical. I mean, think about it. Like who who doesn't have like an iTunes or a Spotify or a Pandora account? Yeah. No one buys songs like physically anymore. You know, the music I played at the start of this and the music I'm going to play when we wrap up the show, I'm playing off of Spotify. Yeah. You don't buy physical CDs anymore. You don't buy stuff physically anymore. It's like it's, you know, it, it's just the way the world's going. But I yeah. think comic books are like the hold off. Like, I'm interested to see how long they hold on as the physical over the digital. And I think it might last a while. You know, it could last a yeah, little I while agree. with this. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be around for a long time, personally. Definitely. That's probably a good place to wrap up the digital physical thing. Unless there's anything else you want to say on it or any other thoughts on it? No, I think I said everything I wanted to say. All right, so... I hope uh, it takes around for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So we do have two big announcements for the end of the chat here. First of all, we had a massive... I, I mentioned it off the cuff last week, okay? I mentioned it off the cuff, like, because someone was saying, yeah, you should do just talk about sci-fi stuff, and I said, well... Yeah, it's like I, I was honestly thinking of making comics in the cross, cosmic in the cross, and doing like a sci fi thing at one point. And I had a few people saying, Yeah, 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 definitely do it, definitely, you should do that. Problem is that this guy here to my left, <laughs> he doesn't watch sci fi stuff that much. Okay, all right, I feel like I, I should caveat. I, I love sci fi, it's sci fi. <laughs> I serialized sci-fi on TV. I just never really watched growing up. Now, sci-fi movies on the other hand, I'm all about that life. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not, it's, like I said, it's not that I don't want to watch them. It's just I never did. So I never, I never got into the hype. So, so we had, a, we had a vote on Twitter this week. There you go. I had Star Trek is life. Um, so we, we had a vote on, um, on Twitter this week. I threw out some options and stuff because some stuff that Nitro definitely mentioned that he didn't, he hadn't watched. One of them was Firefly. I think half the chat died when he said that. <laughs> I know, right? That was like that was the that, that was the snap of that, our podcast. That, that was, was like uh, that almost killed our podcast in the first <laughs> episode. That moment, and um, he said he the thing that started it was that you'd never seen Doctor Who. Correct. I Doctor Who. I I, lo- I love Doctor Who. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm not an old school Doctor Who fan. Like I literally got into it during the reboot in 2005, 
and yeah. went back and watched some stuff but like it's from the relaunch i kind of got into it because i never watched mm-hmm. the older doctor who stuff and like the only thing that happened doctor who esque when i was a kid was the movie with paul mcgann which is amazing and um, mm-hmm. but i got into the relaunch love it nitro's never seen it nope not one episode not one minute to be transparent you, you don't need to send that proud about it just, just saying. <laughs> have watched one single episode <laughs> so those were the big things so we, th- we threw out a vote and um, we put four things up on twitter four shows to check out for them the ones i put up were firefly doctor who star trek i put up which if that won we were going to do <coughs> excuse me we're going to do another vote of which star trek because there's like what seven different series now including up to mm-hmm. the card um if we wanted to start with the original or if we wanted to start with a specific season um and then four was stargate sg1 just because that's a personal one for me i love sg1 such a good show that might be throwing him in the deep end though since like sg1 itself is 10 seasons let alone the fact of it's got like holy three mother and you know there's like three other spin-offs from that um I've seen a few episodes of Doctor Who. Good man, Pastor Jimmy. <laughs> Respect, man. I know what a TARDIS is. Do right. You, it's do, phone do, booth. Do you, do you really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a time machine. See? I know a little bit about it. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I interrupted. Wow, you look so <laughs> smug there, and you really didn't deserve it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we had a vote. We threw it out for the last week. It's still technically live now, but you know what? It, it's going to be done by the next podcast, so I'm taking the results as it is. With a staggering 75%, three quarters of the vote, Sheesh. the winner was to kick off to get you to watch Firefly. All right, Firefly. So here's, Firefly. here's how I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do comics in the Cosmic and the Cross once a month. We'll do it in a regular spot okay. in our show. We'll do it once a month. So maybe like in a couple of weeks, we'll do it end of April. It'll be our first okay. one. It's Cosmic and the Cross. Um. And what we're going to do is we're going to get you to watch probably at least a few episodes of Firefly. All right. As much as, much as we can. Um, if we can get you through half the season, that'd be great because there's one season. Um, how many, do you have how many episodes? Oh, I can look it up. Never mind. It's like 12 episodes, I think. And then there's the movie. Um, okay. which, which I love the fact we're the doing this. The movie's called Serenity, right? Serenity? Yeah, maybe Serenity, yeah. Okay. Which, you know, I love the fact that we're going to be doing this to kick it off, which is like a 20-year-old like sci-fi show now. Um, I know, right? But so we're going to do this, where we're going to get Nitro to watch it. I'm going to re-watch it because I love it anyway, so there's it, any excuse. Um, 14 episodes, so 14, I can watch 14. 7. We can break it up. We can break it up. I'll watch 7-7, seven, seven, yeah, and I'll, like... I'll, I'll watch the movie with the last half. How about that? There we go. That sounds good. So we can watch, if we can get through the first seven for the first, whenever you get through that, we'll do the first Cosmic and the Cross. And okay. then when you get through the next seven and the movie, we'll do the second Cosmic and the Cross. And we'll do just a short review. Just, All right. Just, just for anyone who tunes in, there will be spoilers. I know it's a 20-year-old <laughs> sci-fi series, but I still feel like I have to say that so I don't get a hate mail that we're going to yeah. talk spoilers. Um. So yeah, we're going to do the... We're going to do this, and we'll probably do this for a few of the Cosmic and the Cross. We'll go into a few different shows, and we'll try and talk some other sci-fi topics um, a little bit and kind of delve into that. Because there seemed to be a real kind of like, yeah, let's talk about that, which apparently a lot of our our community is already into sci-fi stuff. 
Um, so I feel like we have to do it because there's a big outcry for it and I feel like we need to get you some love back from the community because you lost a few people when you said you'd never watch Firefly. I know. So sorry, folks. <laughs> All right. And our second big thing. Oh, actually, there's three big things to mention. So the second, that was the first. The second big thing is we we have merchandise. What? We have merchandise that is now available to purchase. I realize I'm saying this when people are losing their jobs and people are not making as much money. So I'm not expecting anyone to buy it right now if you don't. If you want to, if you have the spare money to, by all means, we would appreciate it. Let me throw up the link to it. We have a Teespring store, which if you click on that link that I've just threw up in the chat, um, that will take you where we have a t-shirt featuring the Comics in the Cross logo, a hoodie featuring the Comics in the Cross logo, and leggings featuring the Comics in the Cross logo, all designed by Nitro. Um, he's the one. I'm pointing the wrong direction because the camera's the other way. you got a pair of the leggings on right now. I'm just joking. I don't. Exactly. Not he's really. Like he's, you know, he's trying to make it. He likes how they feel against his skin. Um, literally, I put the like. I literally did the hoodie and the t-shirt, and then like my wife is my wife, my amazing wife is a stay-at-home mom. She takes care of her kids at home while I work. She literally lives in leggings and Lululemon as a stay-at-home mom, and I literally yeah. thought the best way to get her from more comics in the cross was to give her a pair of there leggings. <laughs> there you go, man. Not gonna lie, that's what I put them up there for. Um, but they're in a variety of colors, all of the items, variety of sizes, because we could put them up for anything, no extra charge to put that up there. So I thought, yeah, let's give everyone every option. So go and check them out. We've tried to keep it as cheap as possible. We mm -hmm. are making a profit off it because you have to put it at a certain price for Teespring to get their money back and then a little mm -hmm. bit of profit towards us. I think we're making maybe like five bucks off of each thing. If yeah. Not. Maybe a little bit more than the and that goes, And that goes to help support the podcast and yeah. create new content and Oh, yeah. Literally, stuff, everything, so. everything that you spend on us, if you do go to our merch store, everything that's bought from there, um, any of the money from our sponsor, Gamer Grind, anything that you spend there, that'll, that helps fund the podcast as well. And we also have a Patreon that I want to throw up as well. Let me throw that into chat as well. Um, yeah, there's our Patreon where you can support us for monthly. The lowest we've got is a $2 a month. And um, we've got six different stages. It goes all the way up through um, to max at $100 a month to support the channel. But if you want access to it, we're going to start doing stuff. When we start getting Patreons, we're going to do stuff specifically for the Patreons that will go mm -hmm. up there just to people who support us on there. Um, there's going to be also newsletters to keep going. There's also different things for each um, tier that we want to try and do. Um, anything that we get from that, 100%, all of it goes back to keeping the podcast running um, to allow us to upgrade equipment, to allow us to do different shows, to allow us to do different material, to cover different things. Everything goes towards that. Like We have jobs. We have day jobs. Yeah. None of this is going into our pockets. Every single bit of this money that we get would be going to Comics in the Cross. So we just want to make you aware of that. At the same time, there is no pressure. Yep, absolutely. No, no pressure to support us financially. Um, Pastor Jimmy just put something in the chat. Sorry to sorry to cut you off, Cross. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you could get all of Firefly for five bucks. So oh, good wow, looking out. Five bucks. I might have to, I might have to look into that. There you go, man. There you go. I was, I didn't realize it was five bucks, and that's sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Man. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I didn't see that. Sorry, I was posting stuff up there. I didn't see that pop in. So thanks for catching up. And um, but yeah, so I want to throw this stuff out there just to let people know that it's available. I'm aware that people are financially tight right now and you know I, I mm -hmm. do not put this on a credit card do not put yourself into debt for us do not spend money that you need yeah. for food 
or freaking toilet paper or to keep your family going we, mm. we aren't doing that yeah and we aren't doing this for the money it isn't like if you don't pay us we're going to stop no we, we're doing this because we exactly you know? yeah regardless of whether we get one dollar or not we're going to keep doing this so um we, we love this we love talking yeah. to, about comics we love talking to you guys we've got a great community that's already started thank you for everyone that's tuned in mm -hmm. last week and this week yeah uh, i really appreciate to, it i've come here to guys ramble about comics you know it's like it's thank you so much we really appreciate it and um, if you are yeah. able to support us we are graciously appreciate it honestly but there is no there is no like push for that absolutely no pressure all right so and our last big announcement is that we have a giveaway taking place what? right now we have right. a giveaway that it was announced after last week and our gracious sponsors gamer green co up here our phenomenal sponsors make the number one coffee for gamers hashtag on that grind and they basically came to us and said hey would you like to do a giveaway on your podcast like heck yeah so they're giving away a free 10-ounce bag of one of their coffees. Absolutely free. It's free awesome. for the coffee. And if you are in the USA, it is free shipping. They will have to charge shipping if you are outside of the USA. But if you are outside of the USA and want to compete, we, we thoroughly encourage you to. If you can't afford the shipping for it, please like whisper us on here in Twitch or direct message me on Twitter or something. And we'll see what we can do to try and help to get it because we want everyone involved to take a chance in it. You know, absolutely. I mean? it's like so, anyone who is involved, we um are going to try something I've never tried before on Twitch. We are going to try playing a game of marbles, <laughs> um, basically, so we can let all of you compete. Oh, you're out, ads. All right. Well, from the few viewers that we've got, then ads is out. So, if you want to compete and get this. I'm not going to be playing in it, neither is Nitro. Um, it's literally going to be everyone who's just playing. So, I, so I've so i not got a setup for both videos. So, Nitro's going to disappear video-wise for a minute while I put up marbles. Um, but he is still here. We will still be able to hear his lovely, adoring voice. Um, <laughs> let me pull up. The smoothing baritone sounds of... I'm just joking. You think you got a baritone sound? Oh, dear. <laughs> okay yeah let me make that bigger screen okay so i think i know how this works and um, i we can't accept twitch prime subs yet pastor jimmy i we are actually five followers away and um, i need to we need to like um stream for so many hours but five more followers we need to have at least 50 followers and we've got 45 followers on the channel oh nitro stepping away for a second anyway cool um so yeah so uh, anyone that you can get to follow us and get us up to 50 we will then be able to accept subscriptions towards the channel and as you mentioned we can use twitch same and um, twitch prime subs which means you can sub for free and um, you pays us it pays a little bit towards the channel and it's absolutely free for you guys um so it's like so yeah if you know anyone who you think would enjoy this who would want to play this by all means get and get let me come and check us out all right so we are going to try a race i hope this is going to work Fuck all rainbow trail okay so this is loading all right so put exclamation point play in the chat 
and um, it should join you into the race and we'll do this as the giveaway for the gamer grind okay there we go pastor jimmy's in hey this is working anyone else want to join us chance for a free bag of coffee and so we've got pastor jimmy in who apparently disappeared don't know what happened there. all right i'm back Pastor Jimmy, do you want to put exclamation point playback in? Because your name seems to have disappeared, so I don't know if you're it's accepted you. And if no one else joins in, literally, Pastor Jimmy is going to watch a marble roll down a track and win a bag of coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, we've got more viewers than Pastor Jimmy in there. So, anyone want to jump in? There we go. Looks like it popped in. Yeah. So I can see the ball that you put in there, but I don't see the name having popped up on it. I don't know why that disappeared, but I'm assuming you're still in there. Alright, so Ad said he doesn't like coffee, so he's not going to play, but we have a bunch of people that are listening right now. Come on, jump in. Play. It's free coffee. Uh, you know what? I'm going to play this just to make sure it actually works, but Pastor Jimmy, if no one jumps in in the next minute it looks like it's going to be you that gets the free bag of coffee so congratulations <laughs> that's a three two all right i'm just playing this because i want to see how it actually looks on here because marbles is something i definitely like to do for like giveaways and stuff like that it's kind of cool idea how you move in uh there we go oh this is cool so i got interplanetary one we're literally just watching a marble roll around now so Yeah, so Pastor Jimmy, you're officially the winner of our bag of coffee. Nice. Congratulations. So congratulations. Um, I know you weren't able to hang out with us last week. Um, but thank you for hanging out with us this week. And yeah, I will um, reach out to me either with a whisper on here or on Twitter. Um, I'm going to reach out to Gamer Grind see what details they need to get from you. Um, but you're going to get a free bag of the Gamer Grind cold co coffee. Nice. So congratulations, man. That's awesome. And we'll get your details. And you're in the US, right, Pastor Jimmy? Just to double check so that the shipping's definitely covered. I believe you are in the US. But if not, we can talk about that. But right now, you're the winner of the free bag of coffee. Yeah, you are. Awesome. That's awesome. So I'll be completely free. This is really weird. Just kind of watching a random marble roll about. <laughs> it's actually very pleasing to the eye. I don't know how to zoom in. He's away along there, and I don't know how to catch up with him. That's the only thing. Oh my goodness, this goes on forever. Good grief. How long is this thing? It goes under the planet? Are you kidding me? Okay, it's going around the other side of the planet. I literally have no idea how to just kind of catch up with him. At this point, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I 
This is very interesting. All right, I need to figure out how to let maneuver on this. There's got to be an easier way. Ooh. Hey, Infinity Bros. Yeah, this is Marvels. Yeah, it's Marvels. All right. Um, I give up. We were playing to see who won the fruit bag of coffee, and Pastor Jimmy won. Yep, Pastor Jimmy won as the only person that <laughs> that played. <Yeah. laughs> there we go. We got Nitro back. All right. So, but yeah, congratulations to Pastor Jimmy. You're in this. Um, so I also want to give a disclaimer to people that might not realize, and please make people aware of this as well. We record this to put up on YouTube. It usually goes up a few days later. Yeah. I, I forgot to hit record for the first couple of minutes. Nice. So we're going to start a few minutes into it. So <laughs> I only imagine it's going to get ripped apart on YouTube. But yeah. But I've got most How of dare it. You? I've got an hour 40 and we've been running <laughs> for an hour 44. So I missed the first four minutes. So most of the main discussion is there. So it, cool. it did miss the cool intro though. And our intro was very cool. Um, it's a learning sorry. it's a learning learning curve I think we'll get better <laughs> thankfully we didn't have any technical issues this week so that's good yeah well that's it no technical issues so we're definitely sticking to Skype yes I agree 100% and, and ads fantastic that's that's a sci-fi thing we need to get nice way to watch at some point of Red Dwarf love Red Dwarf phenomenal show I'm not even going to ask what that is it's, it's a British sci-fi comedy <laughs> ah got it it's absolutely awesome. I love Red Dwarf. Um, but yeah, so I think that's everything. So guys, yeah, as I said, it's like um, we have merchandise available. We have a Patreon. We have all that stuff. If you do want to support us, no pressure. Um, something that you can do for absolutely free, though, is go and follow us on social media. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, we have our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram accounts there. Straight from Twitch. Can you? All right, I need to talk to Infinity Bros about how you do that then, because that way I can catch the rest of the stream that went straight up from here. Um, but yeah, so check us out on social media, also our YouTube channel, Comics oh, in the sweet. Cross, and where I'm going to be uploading in the episodes as we do them. And um, so episode one is already up there for viewing, um, and then we're also going to be putting this one up here in the next couple of days. I'm going to reach out to Isaac about how to get the full video up there so we don't miss four minutes worth. Um, but I think that's us for this week. Um, we will be back next Sunday again, 2 o'clock. Unless something happens, we'll yep. let you know. But yeah, we'll be back at our same time, same place. Thanks again uh, for the support this week, guys. Really appreciate yeah. it. Oh, one last shout out to everyone, just as I'm thinking about it. Because I'm thinking about like what topics we're doing. For... I need that. I need that emoticon. Need yeah, emoticon I was thinking the exact that's same cool. thing. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate it, Pastor Jimmy. Um, but yeah, so if you want to keep the conversation going, go ahead and join our Discord. The reason that jumps to my mind there is literally because um, Ads actually popped into our Discord this week. Thank you for following us on there, man. Um, yeah. And he actually went to, we have a session for suggestions for podcasts. And he actually dropped a suggestion for a future podcast for us. So it is now on our list. Um, so I don't know when we'll get to it, but we're definitely on our list of stuff to work through and get to. Because um, I've got a list of different topics for us to talk about and cover and think on. So join us on there for Discord. If you um, want to join in there and give us suggestions, if you want to join on there um, to reach out and just have conversations with other geeks about movies, about comics, about video games, about whatever. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, definitely check it out on YouTube. We appreciate it so much, guys. Big shout out to Infinity Bros. Yeah. Go ahead and get them a follow. Appreciate it, guys. If not doing it already. Legends of all five six of them six i think there is five 
I can't remember. I've lose track of how many there actually are. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's five of them. Um, but yes, yeah, like so, go and check out there. Hang out for that, and also as well, a big massive thing that we're doing on there is like, um, if you guys don't know, and um, both Nigel and myself are actually Christians, and um, mm-hmm. one of the things we want to tell you on this podcast for everyone watching, um is that we are followers of jesus we absolutely love you guys jesus loves you if there's any questions you have about the bible about jesus about christianity any prayer requests especially in this day and age and mm-hmm. um, with all the stuff that's going on in the world six there is six of you i thought there was six because i'm like that's the infinity gauntlet that makes sense <laughs> right every podcast oh thank you awesome that's... thank you as we appreciate really it, appreciate that man um, but yeah, if there's any prayer requests or anything like that you want, um, you can reach out to us on a whisper here on our social media or on our Discord. And um, yep. we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, and just want to throw that out there. Thank you all for coming and joining us. This has been an absolute Yeah, I really appreciate time. the support, guys. It means a lot to us. I'm loving it. This is only episode two, and I'm absolutely loving this, guys. We've, we've got an amazing community. You know, everybody that's popped in, everybody that's involved in the chat, thank you so much. You guys are legends. Yep. And... Um, but yeah, we will see you all next week. So take care. Be blessed, guys. All right. And have Thanks a good again, week. Guys. Bye now.